The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for this Wednesday edition of our podcast. And we're glad you're with us and hope that we can take this as we take this time together to be an encouragement to you. Uh, if you're following along with us, we are in Matthew chapter 17. We started, we planned to deal with this yesterday, but uh, spent more time on the first section than we expected. So we're going to finish chapter 17 this morning, jump into chapter 18. I'd like to make a quick reminder of where you can find uh, this podcast. We call it uh, the Source of Truth podcast. We call it that as we believe the Bible is the source of truth. Uh, and so we study that truth. We study the Word of God verse by verse, section by section. Uh, whereas, you know, we're going through the life of Christ in Matthew's Gospel. You can find it on uh, Grace Baptist Church of Bakersfield YouTube channel and Facebook page. You can find it on my Facebook page. If you prefer to listen to it in audio format, you can listen to it through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcast and Amazon. Listen to that way, and you just look up Source of Truth Podcast. You'll see my name on it, and then that goes back a couple years of um, podcast, but leading back to right around the time of the pandemic where this started. If you're following with us again, Matthew chapter 17, um, we're going to pick up in verse number 24. Matthew 17, verse 24, the Bible says, And when they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, What do you think, Simon? For whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes, from their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him, Well, from strangers. Jesus said to him, Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, as we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. When you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. So what we're seeing here is the idea of coming back to a tax. Now, please understand that this tax is not necessarily a Roman tax. Later in Matthew, uh, he will reference the question, um, do we pay taxes to the government, where he goes and says, you render to Caesar those which are Caesar's and to God that which is God's referencing, taxing and tithing, really. But in this situation, it was a tax um, from the Jewish people in the temple. It was a tax that was used to make the necessary repairs on the temple to keep it up and running and basically maintenance. And so it comes out a unique question as you look at the fact that this is um, the, the leadership kind of coming to Peter. Now, please understand, you have to always take into account that in, in this situation, he wasn't necessarily coming to ask because up to this point, Jesus had paid his taxes. This is more of a push to really kind of entrap and ensnare Jesus in another trick. They had tried this over and over and never worked, but yet they were going to continue to try it. And so in this situation, they come, and of course, Peter says yes. Well, you can conclude he says yes because this is probably something Jesus had done. So this would seem abnormal. Of course not. Well, then Peter comes back. He gets back around the group, and then Jesus asks him a unique question. He says, from whom do the kings of the earth take customer taxes from their sons or from strangers? And, and he's referencing, does the king go to the prince 
and say pay a tax. Well, no, they're the royalty. The royalty doesn't. The royalty actually lives off of the taxes in that scenario. Now, and that's a little unique here because our government officials do pay taxes. But the primary question is those who actually get the taxes are going to be strangers, not related. Well, what he's stating is the reminding of people that had no idea still were not recognizing who Jesus was. They still were not taking into account in this situation that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the Son of God. And it was another reminder of this. And he says, frankly, I'm the Son. This temple's mine. I mean, they are to worship my Father, worship me in this temple. You imagine how that must have been from Jesus' perspective. Well, in this situation, yes, he is, um, he is human. You know, man, he's 100% human. He's also 100% God. And from his memory, he would remember when this was built. He would remember every aspect of his and the, the Trinity's design in this and all that came with it and through the tabernacle, the temple, and how, frankly, what's happening here had just been destroyed and taken to be more of a humanistic, religious type thing and really ignored God out of it completely. There's so many things it must have been. It must have been nostalgic for him to physically walk in to a place uh, that was set for worship for him and for God and for Holy Spirit, for God, the Trinity, um, and then to walk through it, see from a human perspective, and see it lost. Um, you know, in that aspect, I think one of the things that can be intriguing is that in today's day, I think sometimes we can lose the awe, the awesomeness of what it is to be able to worship God. Now, I don't, I'm not one that thinks when we go to church, we need to be in, in complete reverence, silence, and we got to go, and it's got to be like a funeral. I'm not a fan of that. Personally, I believe worshiping Jesus should be a celebration, a celebration of what we received, of his love for us, what his, his life-changing truth. Um, but I think sometimes, if we're not careful, just the entire premise becomes flippant. Uh, we'll come when we want, no big deal. And I, so I think there's this balance between not making it into a funeral service, but still remembering why we're doing it. We're told to come boldly before the throne of grace, come and worship, but boy, may we remember what it means to come boldly, to come into the presence of Almighty God. So then here's what he says, uh, verse 26, Jesus said to him, the sons are, then the sons are free, nevertheless, as we offend them, Go to the sea, cast in a hook. Now, you know the story that Jesus sends out Peter. He fishes. The first fish has a coin, which is more than enough to pay the tax for both of them. And um, now, I've, I've heard this preacher. He's, in this scenario, speaking of Roman taxes, and they run to taxes. This is the temple tax. Uh, but let's, let's take a moment and talk about the idea of, really, there's a level of citizenship when it comes to this. He is a Jewish citizen. He is a religious leader. They know it. And what the custom of the day was to receive taxes. And Jesus didn't have to. Jesus says, unless we offend. So there's a point where as American citizens, we need to recognize that God has asked us to live as good citizens, right? We're supposed to live. We're supposed to be good represent representatives of what's going on. Please understand, I think we should vote. We should stand strong for our view. Vote towards our view, hopefully. We're voting based on biblical guidelines. We're not letting culture dictate that. What does the Bible say and who lines up? Please understand, there's never going to be a politician who lines up 100% with Scripture. There's just not going to be. Um, for just a myriad of reasons, you're just not going to find, or someone just like you, uh, we need to find the, whoever holds the positions closest to Scripture. And the idea that well, we just never vote, I think that's, that's, that's dangerous 
aspect to take because you lose the opportunity to vote for the one closest to you because there'll never be there'll never be someone just like you in office but which one is going to point the country in the direction of where we believe i do believe it's there i think we should hold to those positions i think we should also be as christians great citizens in our area and to the best we can honor this and honor the place we live love the place we live and to respect the best place we can and tell now here's how we've always believed this to be true and i still believe it to be taught if as long as our government doesn't ask us to do something that infringes upon god's truth then we then we follow it the moment the government asks us to step outside of it, then we have to decide the higher authority. And of course, God is the higher authority. Not this moment. For the majority of our circumstances, it has not happened. Uh, there are some scenarios and businesses and things like that we've seen that happen, and, and the Supreme Court's fed into some of those. But the key is this. If we're supposed to be striving to reach the lost, uh, I, I get nervous that we become such political activists that we lose the primary reason we've come here. We've come to love the people. We've come to reach people first. And may we never let our political position stop us from doing what God has called us to do, to love the people who may have completely disagreed with us. But that's who Jesus reached out to, and that's who we should reach out to. Well, we do greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day and just the wonderful opportunity to be able to study God's Word. Thanks for joining us today. Stick with us as tomorrow we'll jump into chapter number 18 and continue studying the life of Christ and His teachings. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.